You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. Welcome back to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast, episode number 161. We're back with the tanned man of Alabama, Jake Gaylord. How's it how's it going, buddy? It's it's going pretty good. Uh it's funny you say that because I forgot about this thing. I actually met some guys from uh from Alabama on the beach there. Uh go figure. Yeah. Well, it was they didn't look like Alabama boys because they were actually like, you know, bathed and stuff. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just kidding, but no, they were, they were super cool. Uh, they had that new bush peach. Have you tried that yet? I haven't had that one though. Well, so a little backstory for all the listeners and stuff. Whenever we go on our rotations in Oklahoma, like it's been tradition, like the last two or three years to bring bush apple. And if you haven't tried it, I'd strongly recommend bush apple. They since then canceled the bush apple and it said making the bush peach and i was super skeptical on that right and i was kind of worried it would ruin the the deer camp tradition well i traded some alabama guys a couple coors banquet beer for a few bush peach beer and i tried it and it was it was very good so better than bush apple honestly I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it just depends if you like apple or peach more, but like they're both super super good. So not a huge peach guy. See, I'm I'm really not either, but I think you'll be surprised. Fine. I'll okay. try it. Okay. I'll try it. it it'll, it's, it's there. If it's what they're going to make, I'll try it. Yeah. <clears throat> so you did were these guys like hunters or just regular Alabamians? Uh so I was talking to him for a little bit. Cause like the first day I seen him out there and you know, I, I, just the small talk, they were like some kids my age. And I was just like, Oh, you know, you got to make that pile bigger talking about like their, their beer, beer can pile or whatever. Cause the only thing I like to do literally when I'm at the beach is like walk it and look for seashells that kind of wash up on shore a little bit. And you have to grab them real quick for the tide takes them back in. And uh, so that's like my favorite thing to do. So after doing that, like going back and forth and uh, rehydrating and stuff, I was, I had a couple exchanges with them and, uh, the second day I got to talking to them and they were like, Hey, you know, you got an Instagram, yada, yada, yada. And we got talking and they actually subscribed. So we gained like three or four subscribers off that. I was wondering why the number always working, baby. We're through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) That's that is true. We doubled our, uh, our sub count in like one day. So did you get them on both channels or just, just the main, just the main, just the main. You should have been like, while we're here, go, let's go over here. Channel. No, no, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna mess with them like that, but no, it was a good time, but I am burnt. Yeah. Well, while you had them there, you should have, you should have got him to do a rating and review. Which we've even, got it. We've got a few more of those since you last. Do you want to call him out real quick, or are we not going to be that cliche? <clears throat> no, I'm. I'm going to reward this listener because he seemed like a really cool guy. Okay, talk, speaking about reviews, we got it. We got a review on Facebook. What did it say? So someone created a fa- a fake Facebook 
service account. The only reason I know that because it has zero friends, zero followers, anything like that. And this, this dude. So we have two reviews on Facebook. One's me. Thanks. They gave, they gave a five star. <laughs> Great content. Give this a look. And then the other one is Protection Service Center, 478569654. Doesn't recommend Hunter's Advantage because of violations. Sharing photos and videos that violate copyright using fake photos. Well, I think he just said he doesn't recommend. And then Facebook gives you like a drop down tab to like press stuff that you don't like about it. And he just, he had a spasm with his hand because he tapped every single thing he could probably tap. Sounds and, uh, yeah, he's, he definitely does not eat meat, <laughs> but yeah. So I assume he gave it a one star because now we're at an average of three stars. What a toolbox. Yeah. Well, now we need, now we need the people to go recommend us on Facebook. So just like good hunters do where you eat like two steaks, that way you can, cancel out everything one vegan has done you ever seen all that this is what we need to do for like the hunting community and if you're listening to this go to our facebook hunters advantage and leave a review and let's get that back up a little bit yeah it's ridiculous well i will i will end on a positive one before we get in our topic here uh bb2357 said great show five stars and he said been hunting for a long time and listening for about a year great guys and a great show thank you you're the best that one was on Apple. So we uh, we appreciate the very nice review. That was very nice of you. And we've been getting some more on Spotify too. So y'all are listening. We appreciate it. But let's talk about something fun here. And let's talk, talk about a topic that Jake brainstormed while at work. <clears throat> the uh -oh. change. Go ahead. You <laughs> no, say? I said, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jake brainstormed it. He's his head. Probably yeah, not a good idea. There's a lot here, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the mindset of hunters and how it changes during the certain times or over the course of the year, which to be honest, we're in a pretty good mindset right now. And that's the one that we're going to start with, which is the summer season. What kind of headspace are you in during the summer, Jake? positive one a negative one a neutral one or none I, at all I, I would think i'm in a neutral one like i always if i've already put out the effort to go set out cameras and stuff then like i would be in a like a positive mindset or whatever but like it's june 20th today and i i don't really want to think about it right now it sounds bad but it's just like one of those that i'm just like what no, go ahead. No, I won't, I won't cut you off. Is this a bad thing to say? No, I don't think so. I'm just trying to be transparent. Like, cause I get burnt out probably around mid December. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty burnt out on hunting in general. And cause I don't know, probably early October. I, I stopped listening to most podcasts like hunting podcasts and stuff like that. Just because it's like, you don't need to study for the test. Does that make sense? The test like, is ready. It, the test is it's, time. It's go time. So I, I usually just, you know, all my spare time and energy and stuff and like hunting, I don't want to go to work and listen to hunting. And then, you know, on my days off, go hunting mainly just because I don't want, like, I think that's, I used to be like that the years past. I used to be like that, but not so much anymore just because I think that's almost too bad to like, I don't know if the right word is a uh, asphyxiate 
too mm-hmm. much on one thing that there's a lot more things to think about other than like hunting or else you'll wear yourself out on it too much. I think, I don't know. Well, what do you think? It can become, I feel like it, it during the season right before the season, <clears throat> it can become an idol like very easily. Yeah. Okay. I think that's and a good way of putting it. That's kind of from a spiritual sense. I mean, we're believers. So that's kind of what I think is, you know, when you go every single weekend and, you know, Monday through Friday when you're home, that's all you're filtering in your brain too. And mm-hmm. so there's a 12 week period of time during the year where it's like hard to be a functioning human being. And that's probably going more into the realm of like, okay, I'm making this an idol. You know, I can't stop. I I'm fixating on it. I'm spending all my time thinking about it when I'm not thinking about it. I'm fighting, not thinking about it, that sort of thing. And also if you consume too much of it, it just makes it not fun. You know, you eat enough lobster, it tastes like steak. Or sorry, it tastes like soap. <laughs> soap, soap, soap. Uh, you eat enough lobster, it tastes like soap. Um, yeah, I feel like it's really easy to make it an idol during the season, especially. So But years past and stuff, like I was I was gung ho for it about about every single day throughout the year. Like I, I think this this wall's kinda only hit like within I think the last year. So before that, like let's just speak on that experience. Like I was I was kind of living for it, like trying to go back through the trail cams, uh, data that we had and was like trying to figure out exactly when the deer last year that I was after kind of came into my life, came into the trail cameras the following season and just trying to match things up with that. But, uh, I don't know. I think we got a little off topic where we get, where we headed summer. with this summer, yeah. Or summer, <clears throat> like mindsets and stuff, right? Like, yeah. My mind for the set for the summer is is juicy right now because Carol and I went out last. I don't. Gosh dang! I don't know. What, what day is it? It was it was two two weeks ago. Jared's wedding. Yeah, two weeks ago, we went out and set out seven cell cams, including a couple of new Exodus rivals, three of them that we're trying out right now, um, out on the lease. And the lease is always like, it's kind of the dirty thing that keeps dragging me back because I know it's almost like a guarantee, not a guarantee, but a very close to a guarantee it's a good lease of a positive experience. And so, you know, there's, when you go out on a public, there's never like, Oh, you're definitely going to get a really good p- picture or a really good buck. When we got on the lease, it's so unpressured and such a good property that I know the pictures are going to come. So it's easy to have a really positive attitude. So we're out there sweating and we're out there in Carol's new tundra. And, um, it's wrapped, and of course he's treating it like a pavement princess. He's like, "Dude, I ain't going over that I log." Mean, <laughs> in in his defense, like if it was anything like you went through in Colorado that one Dude, year, not even close, not even in the same. If that was a ten, that we were, this was a one. Okay, <laughs> okay. It was grass, and there was like a log laying down somewhere, or like there was some trees overhanging. He's like, that, that, "That limb can't touch." We got to find a spot where I can well, touch. I can understand that a little bit. Like, or I've never had a wrap truck before, but I know those wrap trucks just from like the, like the, the old Gerda work trucks that, that <clears throat> we had that was somewhat wrapped on the hood. If those things get a nick in it from a power washer or whatever, like that whole thing's basically peeling up. Fair play. I guess I have a different, uh, obviously you've seen in Colorado, I have a different mindset. It's a tool. <laughs> I mean, I think so too, but I like, it's just a different. It's a tool. It's a new it truck too. When you get something new, you're like, okay, I want to wait to get the first nice scratch on it. Then you get the first nice scratch on it. You're like, okay, I'm good now. So, but 
Um, no, we went out to the lease and got it all set up and it's easy to be really optimistic because in the summer, those pictures started rolling in. And I think we found one of the bucks from last year, uh, probably a really, a really good eight with a, is that the one you sent me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one do you think he is? I think he is a buck that is a mainframe eight with about a four inch dagger coming off his left G2. And then he has about a three inch kicker coming off the base on his right side. So he's an eight with a, uh, a dagger and then a, a kicker off the back. Last so, year he was like that or yes, this year he's showing Last it. year he was like that. And so this year it looks like he has double split twos, which is kind of hype. Was uh, he consistent last year? We got a lot of pictures of him, but you know, our cell cameras filled up, memory cards filled up in late October. Oh. And so, you know, me and Carol were both done at the least. Because he's a feeder <laughs> cheaters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So <laughs> it's easy to be very positive um, in the summer and we're fixing to go out on public and set out all our trail cams. And so when you're sitting at home, knowing that those cameras are doing absolute work in the summer, I, once the work is done in the summer, I feel really yeah. good. I'm like, let's go. The first initial like put out kind of sucks because you're, you're like trying to tweak everything or not tweak everything, but like throw, make sure everything's out where you want it and you don't want to really miss a spot. Or at least that's how I am. I'm like, man, you know, you're trying to like budget the camera. Maybe that's a bad word. Ration, ration the cameras. That way, you know, you, you have enough for, for this little area that, that you really liked and you checked out, you know, so you don't want to put too many here because I mean, there's some spots where we can get a little uh, trail cam crazy. Like, Oh, let's just throw one, throw another one out, you know, for craps and giggles. But, uh, so what's your, so your mindset though, like on, on how excited you are and like, what's your expectations for, for, for like the summer scouting, the trail camp season summer. <clears throat> like what are you, what are you planning on holding out for? If that makes sense. Yeah. The qual. So it's kind of funny how this, it's like an AT&T raising the bar, but backwards. It's like the other mm-hmm. way. If you flipped it the other way, I start so high because my expectations in the summer are, I see all these bucks and then they obviously all look 10 inches bigger because they're in velvet. So right. I'm like, this is the year. 150 or better that's, <laughs> that's how that's how i i hold now for a giant head. yeah this is the year i don't care if i shoot any if i don't shoot anything i'm going for a giant that is my mindset in the summer so but i think that has to do with like all the videos and the podcasts that people listen to because you hear a lot of those uh i don't know if it's like an old time saying or like if it's if it's something that's been uh somewhat new like you recently but that old saying that that you can't you can't shoot a 150 if you shoot every like 130 or 140 get what i'm saying yep and so after listening to that you know you're hyped up before you did basically any work in the summer let's say like in july you're super hyped up and you're like oh yeah i'm i'm definitely going to pass that 130 oh i'm definitely going to pass that 120 is that is that kind of right what it is i have a great example for you from today Carol okay. called me on the phone and he was telling me he couldn't come this weekend. Cause you know, he has the, the health stuff that he's dealing with. We were sending those pictures back and forth and you know, it's fun to send the pictures back and forth. And oh, yeah. Like, Especially if you share the lease. Yeah. This one's going to be this, this one's going to be this. And that's always fun. And he go, I go, what are your, what's your goal this year? Like, what are you going to try to shoot? And he said, he said, man, if it ain't gross 140, I ain't shooting it. <laughs> and I said, uh, 
I said, I said, speak for yourself. <laughs> and he said, he said, what do you mean? I said, man, you say that till 130, 135 inch eight walks in. I oh, said, if, yeah. you're, if you're sitting with me and 130 inch eight walks in, go whack. It's getting whack. Smagging it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> See, I, I have mixed feelings about that and I know it's the time of year we're in right now. And like, just kind of, you said you had that conversation with Carol today. Like just me thinking about hunting season today, at least for your lease, I think you need to hold off on that. On I like, agree. But this is me speaking now in June. Okay. So it will change, but I, I, I just think you guys have too good of a lease to, to shoot a gross 140, it, like a net and a gross 140, I think two completely different animals. Yeah. <clears throat> if it's a net I, 140 fire away chris stapleton style all right but i don't know what were you gonna say i generally agree with you but and i was i've talked with i talked with a uh, chest or trent from chest thumper about this today uh, i know nobody's name it's just all just like, their their handle their tiktok handles yep yeah exactly but <clears throat> there's just no more beautiful sight than an arrow going through the chest cavity of a white-tailed deer. And when an, a mature one comes in, I don't care if it's got 80 inches of rack or if it's got 150 inches of rack, it feels sacrilegious not to give him what he deserves, which mm. is an arrow right through the through the lungs. What's that What's that saying? I was saying a lot last year. Uh, deflate him? Yeah, deflate him. Yeah, I'm about to go deflate one. <laughs> yeah, deflate one. Uh, see, <clears throat> like for for my private, I think I think a 140 gross is like one that you just can't pass up. But for your lease, I think I, I just think it's a different story. Like I don't it's know. Legitimately, one of the, I've hunted a lot. I've got to hunt a lot of places and a lot of really good places just because of you know between Jake and hunting with Jesse and you know. Tens of thousands. We're talking tens of thousands of acres over the, all the different places that I've been able to mm-hmm. hunt. It's it's probably the single best hundred acres that I've ever seen. I yeah, I, I genuinely think so. So not not, you, not the biggest bucks, but the most good mature bucks. Well, you had you got one that gross over one forty last year. Yeah, Carol's what what did it gross? Going to be over thirty. It's going to be in the thirty somewhere. So there you go. And that, that was just literally the two first deer that both of you guys seen. Literally. We hunted there a total of one morning and one morning. And you have a gross 130 and a gross, for sure, gross 140. Yeah. So like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, because we all know public's one of those things. And like, I'm, I'm getting better at a hundred percent for sure. The first 120 I see next year on public is absolutely getting deflated. (laughs) <laughs> that's right because last year in kansas like i i was re-watching that video i know how i said i just don't like want to watch hunting content right now but i rewatched. i was scrolling through my pictures and i had a picture from uh like a short or tiktok that that we posted and it was like a you know when you post there and then it automatically saves your phone yeah it was one of those and so i was scrolling through my pictures trying to find something and i seen that and i was like what the heck's this clicked on it and it was that 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 one I don't know what he was, probably 120 from Kansas. And I was like, I had that thing at 40 yards. I probably would have missed, but like, it's one of those things where it's just like, I should have, I should have unleashed that arrow. That was stupid. But it was just one of those things where it's just like, oh, you know, you can't, you know, cause in Kansas, you only have one buck tag. And that was like, what, like October? No, September. That was in September. Yeah. The one you passed in the beans. 
Yeah. And (laughs) so, but, but that's that, that's that thinking, you know, you're not going to be able to shoot that 150 or 160 if you shoot the first 120 you see. And Jake was seeing, Jake Ayers was seeing, you know, really good bucks, but he was on that refuge. And that's that, that's just the mistake of, of having that mindset, especially on public, which you should never have. No. And we're moving into the early season here through our conversation right now, but I know I'm, I'm still talking about summer. Like we, we hunt them during the summer too, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? Early summer, June, we were after that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he was still bleeding whenever we nicked the arrow or <laughs> nicked yeah. the antlers. But anyways. Yeah. Early season is a tough one because it's an easy place to get greedy because you're like, got the whole season in front of me. And when it's like this fever pitching point, it's all you're on the ride and the roller coaster and it's all re- leading up to the top, which is like November 10th or something. The rut. Yep. Yeah. And this whole time you're like, well, I don't want to shoot that one because it means I can't shoot one 25. It can only later. get better. It can only get better, which is wrong. It can get a lot worse, which we learned on public. <clears throat> I'm public in the early season. My mindset last year in Kansas, our mindset, I think, was let's try to get something like net 130 or better. Yeah, that That's, was literally that the, was goal. the goal. And so that looks a lot like a 140 gross. And Jake passed up probably 125. I passed up probably a 120 in October. That Those are both mistakes. Those were both mistakes. Yeah, you're literally basing off of five and ten inches worth yeah, of you, Five more inches, you're not going to be happy if it's five inches smaller. Well, wouldn't matter. It wouldn't yeah. matter. But it's just that's you just can't play the numbers game. But that's that's that that's the mindset at you know, and that'll probably be my mindset this year too. After after getting those trail cameras, because that's that's the thing though about early season too, you know, and kind of moving back towards the towards the summer mindset too is that you get all these trail cam pictures rolling in. So you know good. of these giant velvets and you can only dream of freaking running an arrow through one. Or, and, you know, you have all that, that fun talk of, you know, talking with your buddies. Oh, you know, this is where we got the picture. He's, he's looks like he's coming in from this way. So he's probably bedded right over here. And you think you just found this perfect spot to set your, your, your tree stand, you know, when it comes to late summer and you're hanging your sets and putting all the final touches on your, on all your hunting spots. And it's just like, you're building all that tension and it's just like, you've already kind of have a emotional connection with either the pictures of those deer, or maybe it could just be to a spot. And you're just like, I, I want to shoot something massive out of here. And kind of like you said, leading in the, to the early season, it all builds to this one point. And that's what kind of screwed me, like screwed me up in Kansas a little bit. Cause like our very first sit, we seen like, I think what over 20 deer, like yeah, combined. that was the worst thing that could have happened. We got and spoiled. it's just like whenever you, whenever it's that hot in early season, you're just like, what could, what could the rut be like here? Like it could it be absolutely deer? insane. Mm-hmm. And it's just the mind, man. It'll screw well, you in the summer. You're, it will screw you because it's it's a lot easier to get pictures. It's very mm-hmm. predictable. They walk different places. They water. They act like nothing's going on. So it's easy to get that inventory and being like, okay, this is my, this is my, uh, selection. You know, I got 10 weapon classes and I get to pick which one I want. And that's not how it is when those bucks disperse and they go to start doing different things. It's not that way. You're going to have a couple stay around and you hope it's the couple that you want, but it tends to never work that way. Even on the lease, 
the lease is incredible in the summer. You're going to get 10 plus bucks that you like. Two of them are going to stay. Three of them are going to stay. Yeah. I'm trying to think on my private, if that's, if that's kind of the case, because my private kind of sets up. No, that's what I was about to say. My private sets up kind of different because it's really not a, it's really not a summer spot. So this, so this area is where the deer go probably, at least the bigger bucks that that we've encountered go like they start coming into that property around late October. And that's kind of where they tend to rut sort of kind of, and then it's usually pretty good on until December. And then like the, it seems like December one hits and it's just like a struggle bus. So it's, it's definitely a mid season property, which I think that's what you want out of a property. But, uh, yeah, but that just means you don't have those summer picks and the property's not big enough to kind of branch out without trespassing. So fair play. So anything we also want to hit on the, <laughs> the summer or early season? So in the early season, are you still in that mindset of, I want to hold out for something big? I want something big. I'm not going to settle for something in the middle. See, the, that's why it all depends on the pictures. Like 100%. I'm not like, I'm not kidding. It all depends on the pictures. If there's just one buck that I've absolutely fell in love with, then I'll hold out. Like I held out for, I seen a lot of good bucks this year trying to shoot that 10, a lot of good bucks that I probably that you could have shot. Happy. Yes. Yeah. Like under 40 yards with a, Oh, we get a rifle, you get a rifle. Yeah. It was like under 40 yards with a 30 out six. So I'd hope so. <laughs> Even closer. Even yeah. Better. So, uh, a lot of good bucks I could have shot. But it was like one of those that we've also talked about in the past too. Like speaking about mindsets, is just like it seems like the further you progress in your hunting journey, you know how you, when you first get started, like a spike. Like if you've seen something with the antlers, you're, you're like shaking in your boots, and you know you still kind of shake in your boots a little bit now. But it just does. It isn't as exciting for some reason. And then you know you start seeing more one fifteens. You know, you get in areas where you see more one fifteens, and you're like, okay, like this is private wise public. I'm still sh- pooping my pants, but then you start seeing, you know, maybe some like low one twenties deer, you know, like, okay, I'm almost positive. That ain't going to make Pope. And it's not so much a, like, like a numbers game. Like I'm so happy to see him. And would I be excited to take it? Yes. But I think if you hunt long enough, you get, you have that experience where you shoot something that, you and i don't want people to take this the wrong way either but this is just my experiences you shoot a buck that the encounter got you excited and you know you're you're thankful for that deer you think you're thankful for the meat you know the encounter the opportunity everything above and you walk up to it and you're like that was neat and but that's as far as you'll go it was like that was neat not a sustainable that was awesome exactly exactly because i've I've been lucky enough, like th- there ain't no skill involved. Like I've been lucky enough to take a, at least two pretty good deer and that excitement compared to like shooting a one twenty excitement, because that's what I did. 2020, I shot my first public land buck and then I shot my biggest public land buck. And then 2021, I shot just an average. I don't even know what he'd be. What, what, what do you think the 2021 buck would be? One fifteen. Maybe, maybe I'd probably, I'd probably give him like one. I don't even know if he'd break one twenty. I'd give him like one fifteen, one one eighteen, something like that. But 
I was excited. I was pumped. It was my first decoy buck, and I was like, it was a great encounter, great experience overall. But that excitement level wasn't quite there, if that makes sense. Like, and it's just a different type of excitement. Have encounters like that, or or have one throughout the entire season that you're chasing that you think will sustain you, like the Booner, for example. That was a oh yeah yeah. Were yeah. you willing to like you're waste right. your entire season on that one? Uh-huh. Uh, yes and no, because it's it's just different scenarios because like on public land no because we were in the area with the booner and i shot that 110 115 incher at, on as my first buck in 2020 and then i was thinking that which was awesome by the way we were pumped about oh that. <laughs> absolutely no i was i was beyond pumped i was trust me that was that was a great buck and then and this i don't know a few weeks later on the weekend we killed the booner i was thinking that was a completely different buck i thought the booner when i first seen him because he was literally 180 behind me i turned around and i i just get that glimpse of him for a second and i'm like that that's corkscrew i didn't immediately think oh that's the booner i thought it was a different buck he was still a giant buck mm. that i thought he was like corkscrew buck but he wasn't the booner and so like i wasn't going to hold off on the corkscrew buck because you know, oh, the booners in the area. No. Yeah. <laughs> but for the private scenario that I was in last year, like that big 10 versus that probably would have scored, I don't know, 140s easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy on Yeah. All easy. I wasn't going to trade that for a 125 ish buck. Yeah. It's different on public and private. What about the, we move into the, let's say peak rut. Does your standards change at all on, public land like first week of november we're at our annual rutcation is it all about inches or is it just i want something i want a good experience here well you know everybody wants to be the big dog on you know at deer camp that's true but uh is it all about inches or is it all about experience is that what you said yeah or is it both has to be some Man, a little bit of both yeah i mean I think in the past, it, I I think it would have been like an inch thing, maybe. I don't know. Now it's it's a little bit of both. I it's hard to like separate because if an encounter encounter gets you too excited, kind of like that that turkey that from Jesse's a few years ago that Jake came in all strutted up, slapping the decoy with his with his uh, wing and all that. Yeah, I would have been excited to shoot that one, but you, you ended up passing on them. And it's just like, it's kind of like that. If one came up, just absolutely chasing a doe, doing and, it. just doing the thing you're like, I feel like you should smack him regardless. Cause like he's asking for it. And like, that's, that's just insane. But it, like I said, dude, it all depends on the pictures. I let's say it's a scenario of we have, a 150 inch buck that we've only got a picture of maybe twice and we're not really sure like exactly what area he's in. Then if it's the rut, the first good thing that walks through, because that's, that's when you got to kind of play, like think of a little bit and be like, okay, this buck could be three miles away on a hot dove right now. And so you, at that point, I think you just got to kind of take what you can get because all patterns, all, Every like routines, that's that's completely flushed at that point. 
The Hunters Advantage podcast is powered by Out on a Limb Manufacturing. Out on a Limb is a family-owned company based right here in Oklahoma that makes tree stands, saddle platforms, climbing sticks, and so much more. Christian, I have a quick question. What's that? What bites sound harder, a hippo or an alligator? No idea. It's a trick question. The Ridge Runner 2.0 bites harder than both of them. But all jokes aside, we use these products all across the land on public or private. These help us get into any tree we want and hunt where the deer actually are. Most men go to the grocery store for their meat, but these products help you go to God's grocery store. I have used the Out on a Limb Ridge Runner 2.0 and the Shakar Sticks for the last few years hunting public land bucks, and I've actually shot several bucks out of this setup. If you want to support the podcast and get some Out on a Limb equipment, make sure to go to outonalimmfg.com and use code HNTA10 for 10% off at checkout. Once again, if you want to support the podcast... Go to outonalimmfg.com and use code HNTA10 at checkout for 10% off. Now let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, I think my like eject button is on public land. Anything ever that runs out and out in front of me that's 130 or better is getting shot. And about I, 120 I mean, or better. No. Mm, maybe on public <laughs> maybe on <laughs> depends, public depends what time of the year i mean is he do I'm, if he's doing the thing if he's like sitting there like it's why i public if it's why i love public land if a deer does that to me and really gets me going i will shoot him if he <laughs> really gets me going you see i think people need to hear that because i think there's too much of the of the oh you know 120 you're not going to shoot a 150 you should shoot that 120 maybe but i guarantee you like if a deer comes up all puffed up, that's a better story. And that's a story you're going to remember over, you know, you happen to stumble upon uh 150, which. Yeah. And I use, happening. I use the term of inches, not as like, this is what's good for me. I have to have this or better. Right. It's more to like paint a picture in somebody's head. I don't want to say a nice eight. Well, what's a nice eight? Is that mm-hmm. 70 inches? Is that 140? I, d- we, I only use inches to describe relative size. It's not about. Right that's what's going to make me happy. No, dude, if I'm, if an 80 inch six point that comes in, it's gnarly with big eye guards and like, is like coming in like the big dog. I'll deflate him. I'm, that is I will true. legitimately deflate him. I've that is true. I'll character. do it again. So you're saying character over inches. Oh, for sure. Okay. Unless and they're standing next to each other. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that would be a deal breaker. So, so relatively like your early season and late season are the same mindset or no. How so? What, what, what do you, why, why do you think that? I guess I was thinking the, the, yeah, I guess that's what I'm asking. The characteristic the beg- versus the inches and the beggars can't be choosers thing. It's okay. It, to me. Yeah. In the early season, I kind of run this intricate balance of I'll shoot something nice because I know it can get worse. This is on public, by the way. This is not on private. And then in the post rut, I also feel a similar way on public land of I'll shoot something nice because for, for a different reason because the clock is running out. Mm. So, and also it's all about the experience. So if we were to go to out of state and go do something fun on public land, pretty much any time during the peak rut, besides the peak rut, I'll shoot a pretty nice deer, unless I think I have an an opportunity or a picture of something real special. I'll shoot okay. it. I, I agree with that because something again, I learned last year is I think the very first nice thing that gets you excited on, especially on an out of state 
And especially if it's a public or land a public, hunt. Yeah. If it's if it's a new piece of public and you've never taken a deer there before, I'd say and and, and out of state, I'm just trying to specify this, shoot that deer. Because it could be a fluke where that's the only deer you're gonna see. Or but even if it's not and you end up, you know, gonna go hunt with your hunting buddy, you know, sit and stand and film him or something. And even if he's loaded up with one thirties and one forties in that spot that's still going to give you enough drive into the next season or even the next two seasons to try to go back and hunt that state. Does that make sense? Because if you, if you don't and you pass and then you get skunked or something, you're like, well, F that I'm never going there. Cause then the next year I kill, that's going to be a $800 deer instead of a $400 deer. You know, if you think about it in those terms, just from the tag prices. It happened to me in Kansas where I'm not, I am not, I do not regret shooting a dink in Kansas because now I think when I go back to Kansas, I'm going to try to shoot a bigger one. Mm-hmm. And it it's fun to be able to be, to say, I got to go to Kansas and shoot a deer on the ground in Kansas with my bow. That's sick mm-hmm. regardless of size. So I agree with you. You, you should probably, especially on an out of state public land trip, prioritize the experience and just enjoy it. Cause shooting a deer out of state is fun. Yeah. Which I don't, I've never experienced that, but from what I hear, it's fun. I heard a guy tell me. I told me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, at what point? At what point in the year do you like? Give me a date that you normally transition out of the uh, one thirty net to the decline of the AT&T bars that you were talking about in the beginning of the podcast, ma'am. If I haven't killed a deer yet, by what date? <sighs> it's it's really bad to say but probably like november 15th no way most of my hunting is done by then you got to realize i laura and i split time with family so you know november thanksgiving thanksgiving i cannot hunt christmas like in the week after during new year's i cannot hunt typically so really that's november 15th and after i have like one weekend or two weekends to go and so it's kind of over for me then so that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Whereas you're kind of heating up at that moment. Cause you're like, okay, I can on the private home. on the private. That's the, the mid twenties of November is where my private starts really heating up. So uh, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. So I don't know. So you're, so you're, so I guess the question is, and that still might be your answer, but it seems like, from what you said, November 15th, you're kind of somewhat done. So if you're somewhat done on November 15th, when does that mindset of, I'm just going to kind of, it's not like I'm going to shoot what I can get from like a greedy standpoint. Like you have to fill a tag. That's not what we're saying. It's just like, we all have that fear mentality, whether, you know, like of not achieving a goal. Some maybe, maybe that's just what it is. Bluntly is, Uh like that fear mindset of not wanting to eat tag soup. But so if people want to get mad about that, they get mad about it, you know, saying, Oh, you know, you got to experience the, the, the joy of hunting and not just, you know, think it's successful when you feel a tag. That's not really what we're saying, but I guess it kind of is. It sounds like it. So we'll, we'll just go with it and just, as long as you leave a five star, you can say whatever you want. But, uh, so if you're done at 15th, when do you start transitioning into a lower class deer? one that you would pass early season 
assuming that I get to hunt like the days leading up to the 15th, like 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, whatever, three days before then. Three days before then. So So let's let's say, oh, go ahead. Let's say we're on a seven day trip and the last day of that trip is November 15th on the like 11th. I'm going to be like, okay, something that makes me happy is getting shot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause it is fun to hang one up at deer camp. So inches wise, how much, how much are you, are you downgrading? Dude, I went to 60 inches last year. You think I won't go lower? (laughs) (laughs) You think I won't go? See, that's the Uh, thing. I went, I legitimately did an 18. Would you ever shoot a spike? Jake, I told you I would. Yeah, 100% would. I mean, not not at deer camp, not at a place that I'm working my butt off scouting, but if we right. go over to our place you have history with and I see spike. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. If it's a spike I like. So what if what if you were in my scenario last year in Kansas where it was January, I don't know what. It was we set up a blind out of all things because it was too cold to set in a tree. Literally, y'all call us what you want. It's but negative it was, twenty. It was too cold to set in a tree. And uh and I don't even know if it would have been the sitting part. It would have been the initial hanging the stuff, like your fingers getting so cold because they needed to be bundled up and such. Yeah, it was awful. Anyways, if you're in my scenario where the first five minutes setting in that blind, there was a 130-inch eight across the field. Wide sucker, probably 20 inches wide. Good one. I don't know if he would have been 130. That's a big eight, but he was wide. Nice eight shooter on early season, mid-season, or late season. Of the year. And then all of a sudden a spike comes strolling through. Are you going to take that spike? Would I? Yeah. Would you have in my shoes? I would have did it for the boys, but you didn't. I, even if I would have. It you still had time enough. to hunt though. So your mind was infiltrated. You were like, I can come back. I can come back. There's still time. Well, yeah, There's that's exactly time. what I thought. And it would have worked out if the freaking broadhead wouldn't have got stuck on the flap of the, of the blind. I wish you would have got that on film. Cause I would have liked to see that book. Yeah, but the thing is, I was sitting there watching two doe on the edge of this field, and all of a sudden, I just see a flash of fur come through that little thick part, and I, and I look over, and I, I got literally probably, I'm not kidding, probably a 120-inch buck looking at me from probably 15 yards away. Were you like, this is my chance, my last And I'm like, hello, and as soon as I seen the flash of like stuff, I immediately dropped down on one knee, because I was like, Ain't got nothing else to do. What am I going to do? Look before I act? No. So I immediately dropped down on one knee. I already told you the story, but I'm just in the moment right now. And I go to reach for my bow and pull it up. And all of a sudden it won't move because I got, had one of those uh, thorn uh, crowns. What are they called? The crowns. That thing is like a, it's like a, a dagger point And it has just a spiraling uh, blades. Yes. That's a perfect way of saying it. And so my blind, all the Velcro is like ripped up and all that stuff in there. So you can't really fold anything down. And the wind was ferocious and it was just, just right there in the, in the, uh, the blind. And I know what y'all are thinking like, Oh, that's allowed. The deer would have heard it, but it was so windy that I couldn't even hear it. So the deer ain't going to hear it either. But, uh, yeah, I was using my bow to try to hold that stuff down a little bit and ended up getting tangled up in my broad head. And when I went to pull up on my bow, I couldn't do anything except watch. So it would have worked out. That's all I'm saying. So the moral of this story is always shoot a really nice one in early season. Tag out as early as possible. Yes. And then you can always reminisce on, Oh man, what if I wouldn't held, you know, 
what if I would have held out? out exactly while you're still looking up at your deer on the wall? So lot easier to do that than do the what if game. Yeah, and shooting deer is fun. So shoot that's whatever true. the heck you want to do as early and as often. That's my that's my motto this year, early and often. Um so if we had to put a bow on this, Jake, what are we summoning? How are we summing this up? How does the mindset, how does your mindset change over the year or sorry, as the season goes on? And how do you think a lot of other people's do? I say you have your goal, whether that be whatever your whatever inches wise of or the age. biggest yes, of the biggest trail camp pick you get. If that's your 10 out of 10, you're hundred percent of what you want to shoot, I think it goes down 10% every two weeks. That's what I would say. And then you can do the math from there. That's fair. So, okay. Dude, math right? is hard. I'm trying to think is of a that... 200 inch right now. I'm like 20, 80, I'll take it. 160, <laughs> if, I'll take if, it. If you have a trail can pick it. of a 200 incher, then, then I'm being left in the dark right now. So, yeah, we'll have to have so talk after this. go out, shoot some, uh, shoot some deer, have fun, have goals, but hold them loosely because you never know how season's going to go and shoot them early and shoot them often. That's what I would say. Uh, speaking of that, what are you, what are you, uh, what are you going to run this year? Are, have you decided to try to switch to the one stick or are you going to stick with the old fashioned carry four sticks in? I don't know. Even though my shikars are my out on a limb shikars are only like a pound a piece, I could still shave off some pounds just by switching to like a one stick. But I but, think at that point you're just like asking for are you really shaving off that much? Because then you're gonna have to pack like forty pounds of rope. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When we go up and noodle and catfish with Matt, maybe I'll be like, let me try one stick. Let me yeah, see if I can see, actually get see up what in a they're tree. about. That is true. He might be calling the fire department to get me out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie? Someone call the fire department. I don't know. It's like a cat stuck yeah. in a tree. No, it'll be a 220 pound dude up in the hill. Hill. Hanging <laughs> upside down. I was trying to grab the rope. Or he your... pulled my slick Rick out from under <laughs> me. <laughs> but dude, but, uh, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day and there's been a lot of people interested in the big Bob from yeah, the one out on the limb. And yeah, that's kind of what got my interest peaked on it. Cause I was like, you know, is, is one stick the new move? Because before obviously it was the saddles. And then of course there's always a, a new meta in hunting every year, but I don't know. Kind of get your wheels turned a little bit. It does. And if you think that there's, it's a bad time to be thinking about buying hunting gear. You're wrong because I looked at the calendar the other day. It's almost here in a, a week. We'll be closing in on less than a hundred days till October 1st, which once you get into them double digits, it's, it's pr- coming pretty close. So if you guys are needing some climbing sticks or a saddle platform, or you're going to be a courageous one sticker this year, we can see Pilates. Yeah, do tree Pilates. We can send you the number of the fire department and we can give you a discount code out on a limb, which is HNTA10 for 10% off. They run all kinds of sales throughout the summer, but if you want to get a sale sale every single day of the week, HNTA10 at checkout at out on a limb, that'll save you 10% and you'll be shopping American. You won't be buying from the dirty Chinaman like a lot of these uh, products out in the outdoor industry. You'll be shopping Oklahoma is what you'll actually be doing. USA, USA, USA. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. We've got Anything some other else? cool. 
we got some other cool podcasts out right now. Uh, we just did one with Adam Hayes a, c- a couple weeks back. That's out right now. If you are interested in learning anything about hunting the moon, we talked about it for about 25 minutes. Hunting the moon? And Adam gave me a free download of the moon guide. So I'm going to check it out. And I told, just like I told Adam, there's two people, there's two camps, the guys that die by the moon and the people that think it's total BS. And uh, I told him just like scent control for me when we talked to John Eberhart, seeing is believing. So I'm going to try, I'm going to, I'm not going to change my hunting strategy, but I'm just going to look and see if they correlate. So anyways, that's a cool pod. Go check that out. Bear hunt is out now. That's been out for a couple of weeks, but go check it out. And I think that's it. Uh, you're going to have, there's a new YouTube video that's going to drop on the 1st of September, correct? That is right. That is right. We got a four top four bow hunts ever caught on film. 4K bow hunts. That's going to come out on September 1st. So you still got a little bit on that, but it's 27 minutes of just diehard bow hunting content that'll come out then. We're going to try to drop two podcasts a week throughout the summer, which is going to be really fun. So you guys should be looking out for that. We're going to, I know everybody's ramping up towards season. So there'll be plenty of content out there for you guys. And we're going to really up the volume on the YouTube for regular videos too. So it's coming. Be on the lookout. It's coming. Uh, just before we leave Facebook, five-star rating review, whoever made that fake help, help Facebook service account. We're going to really try to get that back up to a five-star thing. Uh, again, it's a three stars. So let's just move that up a little bit. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We do have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. We have the other YouTube channel. So you have this one, what you're watching it on right now, which is the Hunter's Vintage YouTube or uh, podcast. podcast. And then we have the main channel one where all the hunts are, like the bear hunt and the, uh, the bow hunting kill shot thingy that Christian was just not talking about. That's on the main channel. So be sure to sub to those. And then the Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. I know it seems like a lot, but damn it, it would help. Go leave a rating review. We do do this for free and for you guys. Anyways, enjoy. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Jesus loves you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you in the next episode.